0: welcome back to takes by the lake doug lamouris from cleveland.com we took last week off a little different approach this week we have a 50-minute interview with the newsmaker i'd like to do some uh sports media stuff here if we can and so we went for the big dog ken carmen uh host from 92.3 the fan in cleveland you see him on tv he does national radio you know who ken carmen is um and we talked about his life it's his life in the business uh how he balances all this stuff why he does it what he thinks of it we talked a lot about the browns um it's not us talking sports it's us talking about covering sports and covering sports uh for a cleveland audience and he's great at it so i think it was i had a lot of fun talking to ken i always do when i'm on his show uh And I just thought he's an interesting guy and I wanted to do this. We've been trying to set it up for a while and we did it. So that's coming next. Drop a review for Takes by the Lake. Um, Again, sorry we didn't get to it last week. We're still going to try to keep doing it weekly as long as we can. Um, Read me at cleveland.com. And I I just want to get into this like super quick. We know what happened uh, at the Browns with uh, Baker Mayfield leaving the interview. On Wednesday, um, I wrote about it at Cleveland.com, and the way things are happening with the Browns, I just sort of wanted wanted to do a minute on where I stand with everything with the Browns. People ask me why I'm harder on Hugh Jackson, why I was harder on Hugh Jackson than I am on Freddie Kitchens. I thought Hugh, especially after the first season, was kind of undermining the team, uh, looking out for himself above the pro, above the franchise. Um, th- that was separate from coaching. I also thought he was making coaching mistakes and was coaching in a way to try to like save his job rather than do what's best for the team. He was in a tough spot, obviously. Freddie's a- given a lot more talent in a completely different situation. But if Freddie is doing things wrong and he is doing some things wrong, I-, I, I think he has the best interest of the Browns at heart. So I'm, I'm trying to let it play out a little bit with him. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. Uh, I think he gets a season to figure out where he is. I think a lot of what's gone wrong so far is in the realm of understandable. So I'm not jumping the gun on that. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I just thought it was not a big deal. Guys get ticked off sometimes with the media. This, that's the deal with the media, man. Like We're the conduit from the players to the fans, and we can't get our feelings hurt. We're there to get yelled at if we need to. Guys are going to storm off. It's in the process of gathering information. So it can't be personal you know, if 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 players can disrespect media, I, like yell at me, I don't care. That's fine. That's not why. I, that's not why I'm there. I'm there to represent the fans. And so, if you got to take some guff uh, in the, in the process, then that's the way it is. Um, I hate when the media becomes a story. Um, we're we're conduits. We ask questions on your behalf because it's not logistically feasible to put sixty thousand people in the Browns locker room. So, it's just one of my least favorite things. And, and I'm not saying that anybody was in the wrong but we're just in a world where an interaction with a media member becomes a story and there's just so many other things that matter more um and i think to try to draw conclusions about the the state of the team based on an an interaction with the media member is just it's it's a waste of breath and so that's basically what i wrote and that's basically all i'm going to say about that if this does not go well uh it's going to come back on john dorsey if the Freddie Kitchens thing is a miss, that's going to come back on John Dorsey. But I just I don't think I'm at, not, I'm not at it's a miss because uh, it's too early. And so this is a big game at Denver, um, and that's all obvious stuff. I'm just again I'm I'm not in panic mode uh, because I think everybody has the best intentions. Baker Mayfield's not Johnny Manziel because Johnny Manziel was flying to Vegas when he was supposed to be studying his playbook, and Baker is dedicated to this team he just threw a couple inaccurate passes this year right so i don't think anyone should or is questioning the motivation of freddie kitchens and baker mayfield criticize their performance for sure um but that's what's different to me about what's happening right now and and maybe where people were criticized more in the past let's get to ken he's awesome it's a lot of fun when he's done we're done always appreciate you guys listening ken carmen on Takes by the Lake from cleveland.com. Welcome back to Takes by the Lake. This is probably going to be the greatest Takes by the Lake ever because we have a live guest and he is super awesome. Ken Carmen is here with me. We are in Berea and we are going to talk about the life and times of Ken Carmen, Cleveland Sports Media member. Ken Carmen, thank you so much for your time. Are we live live? We are on no, we're not live. Okay. No, I was I like, what? Oh gosh, God, we're no. going live. Okay. What would I even go live to? I'm just – it's just going straight into a computer that oh, I'll I, go screw I, up the I processing know, later. you guys over there do your Facebook not fancy. lives
1: and your whatnots. Yeah, I just want to make sure.
0: No, so you are everything, which is I want to get into that. I want to get into how you do this, why you do this. Oh. And I love process. I'm a big – I love the behind-the-scenes stuff. I hope people like it too. How old are you, Ken Carmen? I'm 33. You're 33, and how long have you been – in this business, uh,
1: all to get. Well, gosh, I, if you count college, like 12, 13 years now, all together, yeah. And
0: how many different jobs do you have currently?
1: Yes, I uh, I do pregame with the Browns, uh, but num- my number one and first and foremost priority is the fan in the morning show with with myself and Anthony Lima from six to ten. And I'm just saying that because where we're at—well, I'm not—I'm saying the Browns thing is where we're at right now. I do the Browns, and then I do uh, Saturdays with CBS Sports Radio, and then I do uh, Fridays with Fox 8, and uh, I think that's it, right? I, just yeah, four. I think were, yeah. Only four? Yeah. Only four? Yeah. There's a lot there, yeah.
0: What is—this is a very specific question, and then we'll get into all this other stuff. What is your life like, especially in football season? Because— um, I try to cover Ohio State and the Browns at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, foot, you know, football is when all this stuff matters the most. Of course, you cover everything, mm-hmm. but high school football, college football, NFL football—we know that's what it's all about for Cleveland sports fans. Mm-hmm. How do you do this? How much do you work? What is your day like? How much sleep do you get? Like, I'm very. Sometimes I look at you. And I have one job, and you have four jobs, and I think I'm not sure how that guy does that. Do you sometimes wonder, how do I manage to do this? Well,
1: it's different this year. Every year, the last couple of years were actually easier because I only had two kids then. I had three. Every time I have a kid, yes. it gets a little bit more difficult because i got to learn how to budget time differently. And so now we have three so it's it's different about, you know, when I go home and do everything else. And Lizzie's great with the boys, and she stays home with them. So she's very flexible as I get things figured out. Has to be. Yeah. So uh, usually it, it just depends on the day. Mondays Mondays can be very heavy because I'm trying to get everything done for the rest of the week. But the thing is when on Saturday when I'm trying to do the CBS show, there's nothing that's really going on that I'm going to bring up next Saturday from that week. So I kind of got to wait later in the week. Like today's Wednesday. So I got a lot of things, um, thanks to Baker, I got something else I can talk about now on Saturday. So I got a lot of those things that I can get ready for. Usually it starts getting ratcheted up yesterday and today. Uh, you know, I usually have my, I, I'm in a good routine with the morning show, uh, Lyman and I are, uh, he's very good with, give me everything that he wants to talk about, everything off his chest, and and we we do a lot where we don't. We try not to say much to each other, other than what we really want to talk about, because we don't want to. I love that. I always yeah. say
0: to the guys, save it for the podcast. We, yeah. Don't say anything
1: interesting to me if it's not being recorded. We will get we will get in arguments. It happened today. We get we we got an argument at five forty seven, and it was over Sashi Brown. It was over Sashi, and because I what did I, I said? Uh, I'm here for that. About yeah. Way. Oh yes. God, yeah, yeah. Because I I was <laughs> I was going back and forth about AJ McCarron with somebody yesterday and he said y'all you know it's and i just said let's let's hold off on this let's bring it up and we didn't even get to bring it up today because we had all this other stuff we had to talk about so we we've really worked on a good rhythm and that took time but we really worked on a good rhythm there and then thursday i try to get a lot of stuff done for the saturday show cuz now i have a better idea what i'm going to do and and uh, my producer tom does a lot with getting the guests ready and things like that friday is an all day all day just grind because I do the show. Then I get home. I got to make sure everything's taken care of with you know, what I'm going to wear for the rest of the day. And then I got to put together, I got to try to put together as much of the show as possible. And then I go over to Fox 8. I get to Fox 8 about, I try to get there at about 5. Most of the time it's like 5.30 and then I feel bad because it puts my camera guy behind the 8 ball a bit. I got to get ready for the Saturday show. So we do that. I get done with that all together. We do the show at 11. get done with that at 11.30. I come home. I try to do a couple of things for the show. I usually get to bed around 2.30, got to wake up at seven, got to do some more things for the show, do the show from 10 to two. And then I got a little bit of time to myself to watch college football for the rest of the day. So used to be Fridays were my day where I had to do all my yard work. Now I got to figure out other days to do it. That's where it's lagging and I don't like that because you don't want to have a dirty yard, yeah. Yeah. So there's My yard is a mess. Yeah, there's just long, it's a long day of trying to get ready. So usually it's about, during football season, uh, I don't like to admit it, but I usually it's about four, four and a half hours a night. Yeah, and then uh, the the clock's just always ticking. So it's it's a it's like a campaign almost. It Does is. that make any sense? No, like, and yeah, yeah. Like yesterday, I uh, we did the show in the morning. I had to take Axel to the dentist. We took Axel. I took Axel to the dentist. Came home, dropped Axel off with with mom. Went back. I had to go to North Royalton High School and talk to the kids. And then I went over to Gerard Cherry's th- thing. He had a great function for uh I think Our Lady of the Wayside, yeah. And then I got home uh last night, worked on some things, went to bed and woke up this morning and away we went with a morning show. Didn't didn't you used to do a national
0: show that was late at night? Yeah. That Cause, was rough. Because that was there were times you'd be on the air. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be on the air till two a.m. and then you were on the air again at six a.m. Yeah, on we, your regular show.
1: It, we we would go. I would do from ten p.m. to two a.m. and then I would go home and I would take a shower. No, I'd go home and I'd lay down and then I'd have to make sure I wake up and take a shower because, you know, large people can't go unshowered. That's always, you know, people think you have a slovenly appearance and things like that and, you know, it's like you, you tend to get right before everybody else. You know, a thin guy like you, you can go a couple of days without shower.
0: Oh, no, I got a lot going on under here.
1: Well, I just you, have you say close. that, but I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah well, it's still, you look great. Um, thin guys can go a couple days without showering. Fat gotta got to shower. Like in the summertime, I will shower as, as, up to four times a day. I swear to God. And that's probably a little bit more of an obsessive compulsive thing, but that's me. And then uh, during the winter, you at least got to get in in the morning so you feel okay going in. But I used to uh, do it from 2 till 2 a.m., and then I would get in. And Lima used to lead those days and, and take care of everything. It was great. And uh, I would get in about 5.30 and then we would do that we would do the show on that morning and it became a real bear sometimes during football season because you know they're losing and yep. then you get in like last year, last year was actually fun because they were winning but you know a lot of the, a lot of the time i was That doing Monday
0: that. show that Monday show is that
1: the most yeah. important show of the week for you guys oh, in, yeah. in football season yeah. everybody yeah. wants
0: to react with you
1: Yeah because there's a tendency there's a tendency to to slack on that show because you're going to get calls you're going to get reaction it's it's the Browns you, I could fart into the mic and I'm going to get reactions, but there's also a thing where if you don't do it the right way, and not everyone's going to be a home run. If you don't do it the right way, you're not going to get the type of, of show that you really want. You know, if I just do four hours of Freddie this and Baker that and Freddie this and Baker that, well, well, I got to I got to get a reason out of it. I got we got to make some sort of a difference here. So there's little things where. You know, we'll try to pause a little bit on the calls and get some people focused again, and then we'll go off on the calls for a while. So you really got to get them to do, to get them to say, or get them at least talk about the topic you want to talk about. Right? Because, you know, if I just say, do you want to do you want to keep Freddie or let go of Freddie, they're just going to take off on that, and and we're we're not going to have any fun, and no one's going to have any fun, and it'll it'll make for a worse show. So you just kind of got to get people pointed in the right direction on a Monday. And it's not very hard to do, especially if they win. Because if they win, that's usually a party. Except, boy, after that Jets game was after that Jets game was rough because they they didn't play that well and they won, and it was kind of almost a lot of people treated it like they lost. Yeah, which was a shame, but still.
0: So I'm curious, how would you? How, what do you think your role is in all of this? We know Cleveland is a tremendous sports town. I've been saying, I mean, everybody agrees. This era of Cleveland sports is so ridiculously interesting Mm -hmm. to me because you had LeBron come back. You had the championship. You have the Indians reaching Game 7 of the World Series and then being this kind of contender where they're just expected to make the playoffs as a low-payroll team, which is like when you really think about that expectation, that's kind of crazy. And then you had the Browns being terrible but yet being terrible in a way where they were trying something. They were trying to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Now they've got... Something it seems like it's percolating. It is not it's the farthest thing from boring. I think we're lucky to be in a city like Cleveland right oh, now yeah. where there's nobody in the middle. The worst stuff is in the middle. When you're covering teams that are eighty one and eighty one every year, eight and eight every year, what do you talk about? But when you're trying to win titles
1: or being historically bad, mm-hmm. there's plenty to talk about. Oh yeah. But I, I there's get,
0: angst too.
1: Yeah, I, I get you know, I'll talk to I'll talk to hosts from other cities and they go, I don't know how you talk about that team. When they were bad, I go, Are you not? The, there's always something always. to talk about in Cleveland. There's always something there. It's very rare. Like in Cincinnati, the Reds aren't good. The Bengals are actually really, really bad now, so they have something to get into. But before, they were a 500 team and nobody had any faith that they'd do anything else. Yep. So there was really very little to get into. I go, You guys, listen. We got something to talk about. The only time it got really rough was during 0 and 16 and 1 of 15 and 0 and 16, because there was apathy there, and I didn't. I've never really experienced that during right. a season. And there was apathy there that we had to. We had to get as soon as the season ended. It ramped right back up because people wanted to get better. But boy, that 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 2017 year, that was a rough one. That was a real rough one. I didn't like that one. I didn't like. I didn't like the fans. I couldn't blame them. Right. Uh, but I didn't. I, I was nervous. It made me really nervous because I didn't want fans to to not care about the football team. It's a football area. They usually do care about all three sports. Baseball is a long sport. Basketball is a long sport. You can fall into apathy with those. That's natural if things aren't going your way. But football is a very. It's made for you to always care, and that's that startled me a bit. That made me nervous about the fan base and. And where the where the franchise was heading at that point
0: so when you come in now on a typical Monday, how would you describe are you are you are you a guide for people on a Monday morning with their initial reaction to a Sunday game? are you a counselor for them are you a uh, are you a friend are you are you a straight shooter that's got to tell people this is how it is I'm sure you're on, on different days and with different callers mm-hmm. you're, you're all of those things but but I think a guy like you. Who is such a prominent voice in this city and you have that first early morning slot when people are driving to work thinking about what just happened the day before you help shape the reaction to the most important team in town mm-hmm. how do you view
1: your role there i i think i think i should always conduct myself as it's never too serious okay because it's it's i'm not and i always make the i always make a difference here i'm not you're a journalist. I'm not a journalist. You know, I'm I'm entertainment, and uh, there's a difference there. And it's not like I'm not trying to get a point across, and I'm not trying to be taken seriously when I'm trying to take make serious points. And I think that people can take that. But I I, I think that there's going to be days where, if if they're in trouble, like on a Browns Monday, if they're in trouble, I gotta say they're in trouble. If if they had a great win, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hoot I'm gonna make a big deal of it. And I'm gonna hoot and holler, and I'm gonna woo, and I'm gonna do all types of crazy things. Because that's how I feel about the football team, and that's how I feel about the Cavs after after a big playoff win. Hopefully, they'll get back there again soon. And that's how I would feel about the Indians after that. Now, a Monday is a special day because it's you only get sixteen of them, and so they're they're a very special part of the day or part of the week. But it, it's so many different things at once. Like if they win this week against Denver and Baker looks good. It's time to beat drums, you're three and five, it's time to it's time to circle the wagons and get going against Buffalo and get people excited because this is how you turn this thing around. If they lose, we're going to have a very serious conversation with each other about the quarterback, about the head coach, about the direction of the franchise, about the general manager. We're going to, we have to have a very serious one. And you know some people don't like some people don't like that that we'd like to have a little bit of fun even in a day that they have lost. Uh, you know it's never gonna be for everybody and that's always been something that's that you you have to get used to and you still have to ebb and flow because I do want to make sure I always hear them I always want to make sure I hear the hear the listeners and hear them out on what they on what they have to say and so it's it's difficult because I don't want to tune them out to the point of well what I say goes and that's it but I also want to hear what they have to say about the team what they have to say about us and what they have to say about the overall feeling of it in general so it, there's no one answer to that. There's just no one answer. There's nothing I can say that's that's going to be the 100% truth all the time because, you know, when you when I write something, I can go back before I publish and I can I can take it back. When you say it, you say it, and Anthony does a great job of making sure that I have to back up what I say. And that can be a difficult time, but I, you know, it's 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 hard to really explain what I what it is on a Monday. It just depends on how the team plays, honestly, and how I feel about how the team plays. And sometimes I get it right, and sometimes I get it wrong. You know? Do you? I, I was thinking this the other day. Um,
0: I was thinking. I, sometimes I get like tired of having an opinion on things. Like it's a great privilege to have anyone care about your opinion <laughs> on everything. But sometimes stuff pops up, and it's like, man, I. I wouldn't mind not having an opinion about this. Sometimes stuff just happens, and it just happens and I don't know. I don't know what the analysis is. Mm-hmm. And you can't write stuff happens. That's not a that's not anything that anyone wants to read or hear. Do you ever get tired and you have to do it 10 times more than I do? Cuz I can pick and choose or whatever you're on 4 hours a day, 5 days a week, mm-hmm. plus everything else you do. Do you ever have moments where you say, "Man, I just I wish I didn't have to analyze this." but it's my job.
1: And again, we are not. We know yeah. people have a lot harder it'd jobs it'd than we have. It happened today. I don't want to have to talk about Baker Mayfield. But, but you've got to
0: have a view on that. Well,
1: you're damn right I do. Uh, there's you know, it, 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 there's a difference between what we do, and I I think I've had to learn this with Twitter, okay, with social media. Like today, all I said was, I'll say my piece on it tomorrow morning, and I'll say it again at noon on Saturday. Because I'm not going to sit there, and God bless them, and I got no problem with them doing it, and thank God they do, but I, I will spend all day going back and forth with people on Twitter. And it it wastes the productivity. And by the time I get to it on air, I'm exhausted by it. So I don't want to do that. I'll do it on the air and I'll do it with people. And I'll, and I'll respect their opinions. At least I'll try to. Um, but I, I, I use that now. I used to have an opinion on everything on social media. Politics. News sports, the whole thing, and it's like, man, it's just taking up the whole day. It's taking up the whole day, and I can't do it. So when it's things like this that I know people have to hear the inflection in my voice, where I'm coming from, because uh, it's it's much different than the written word, I just say, oh, we'll talk about it tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. or at 7.40 or something like that, and we start something else, and and away we go. But I don't get it. When it comes to sports, I don't hate, I don't get tired of having an opinion on things. There's things that I'm 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 comfortable with, and there's things I'm not comfortable with. But there's I I've grown accustomed to enjoying confrontation, and enjoying awkward things, and having to live in that space. You know, and and sometimes that's a bit of a burden because it'll make people switch off. Yeah. People don't. Sometimes people don't like awkward, and they don't like that when things get awkward. But uh, I've just learned to be comfortable with it over the last couple of years. But I, 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 I know its place. The place for the opinion is on is on the fan, and the place for promotion, the place for fun, is uh, is on social media. You know, I, I there's there's times where yeah, I, I I give a serious opinion on social media, but the, most of the time I try to. Hey, this is coming up, and, and I here's a link, yeah. and I really think you gotta listen because I, I want you to get this part here. So, you know, it's it's kind of trying to find that balance there.
0: Have you, in your career, said things that you didn't actually think because you were trying to have a discussion and make it interesting?
1: When I first started, uh, when I first started in uh, when I first started in Akron, I felt it was a way to get on air. And I would say things that I, I was a third wheel on a show, and I don't want to mention any names because they're they're good guys and and they they're still good guys, but they were like you know you're our you're you're going to be the mean guy, because we'd get a couple calls here and there. It was a you know it was a low frequency station, and uh, I would we'd get calls. I treat callers like crap. I mean I was like twenty one. And callers would call, it and I I demean them, and I I'd, I'd insult them, and it was all to try to get some type of reaction. I did that for like two two and a half weeks. And I'm like, man, this is just not fun. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I can. Any guy, any person can be a jerk. I can be a jerk if I really want to. It's just. Not, I swear to God, it's not my nature. I don't like being mean. I like to have a good time. I like it when people around me have a good time. I don't like it when people are too deathly serious about everything. And I could not do that, and that was two and a half weeks of just ripping things up and down, and I just I couldn't do it. That's the only time where I didn't believe what I said. Now there's times where I've lied to myself. There are times where I've done that, where I, especially when I first started, because I, I I thought I was like this is going to be the turnaround. This is like speaking about the Browns. This is going to be the turnaround. This one's going to be the Tom Heckert's going to get this thing go. When Mike Holmgren came to Cleveland, I said, This is it. this is his this is his legacy project. This is what gets him into the Hall of Fame. I convinced myself of that. I convinced myself in the moves. I convinced myself in the hiring with when he brought in Pat Shermer. I convinced myself of the whole thing now I've lied to myself because my emotions will get in the way of my head, but for for what I said. I never said anything just to elicit a reaction. And if I have, it's been it's it's definitely as a joke and well I'll throw right. a couple like two one six five seven I'll throw the number out there, you know, that type of thing or there will be times where we kinda go, All right, let's just do hypothetical here for a segment. Right. And then we just and you know, we go off on something. But some people here in the middle of it and they get really mad, why are you talking about this? <laughs> well, we're kinda messing around. But you uh, that happens in our business, yeah. do you
0: believe, right? There are oh, people yeah. oh, who, God, who yes. do yes. that. I would f- have a hard time, I think, waking up in the morning trying to play a character, you know, other than yourself. That mm. that and and some people have done it very successfully, and sometimes I can't tell. Sometimes people say stuff or write stuff and you think, Well, do they actually think that or are they just doing kind of like a bit? And um, I guess I'm sure people maybe think that with you sometimes, or maybe think it with me, but I guess like the answer would be like, it's. I, why would I write anything other than what I think? That's the why thing, would you say anything else?
1: That's the separation I think I've had to make. There's there's plenty of people, they listen for years, and I don't want people, this is the main mistake I think people do, is when they listen, they listen or they they say they listen because we agree. I'm not always, I love Anthony. Anthony's my co-host and one of my very good friends, and and people don't believe me when I say this sometimes. We say horrific things at each other, like really i i he says bad things about my mother, and I say bad things about his family and his sister, and the reason why I say it to him is because I like him, yeah, and i've never i've never i can't recall have carried anything off air with him maybe once i'm i I'm, I'm not sure it's had to have happened, but we don't remember, and it's good because we <laughs> both we both don't hold grudges very well i'm I'm not a good grudge holder. But I think that at that moment, when people say they listen because they agree, I just tell them, I go, well, I hope you listen when you're not gonna agree because if you listen to me for so long and, and, and you call in and we interact on Twitter or email or something like that, we're gonna disagree, I don't wanna lose you on that. And then other people go, you gotta be making this up, there's no way you believe this. And it's because they can't believe that we're saying, I, I, and it's, it's hard to, it's been a fun thing over the last especially few years because there's more people listening and it's been it, it's been fun and it's also been something I've had to adjust to because you are you are in their space mm-hmm. they don't know that thousands of people are listening every 15 minutes they don't know that they're in their mm-hmm. car and I and Anthony and I are talking to them okay and that's that's something that I've had to adjust to that This person's mad that we're not talking Indians at this day, right? Because they have a personal relationship with us, and they can't believe that I said that I think that they should hold on to Francisco Lindor another year and try to make a run at it. And they they say you you have to be lying, you have to be making this up for something to say, and that's just not the case. But I have to understand that just because we disagree, they'll hopefully some people don't, but hopefully they'll they'll listen tomorrow and we'll all be happy.
0: And that's the thing: if they
1: disagree, they care. Yeah, and if they disagree, and, and, and it's from an honest yeah. place, and it's been a hard thing. To, it's been a hard thing to cultivate over the last few years. I'll grant you, because we're in year three of the show, and it, it's it was a hard thing to cultivate at first because it, it's a city where people they they like what they like. They like it for a long time, and and if you and if they trust you, they'll stay with you, and that's a that's a gift. That really is a gift. Yeah, you have to earn with them. That that's not a LeBron terrible LeBron quote or anything. You have to earn it from them. Yeah, and once you earn it, they'll stay with you, and they'll give you the benefit of the doubt too. So. You have to continuously earn it, and you have to understand, and and it's been a great thing where a lot of people get it now, like, it's just, this isn't, this isn't, I'm not, we're not curing cancer here, we're not doing anything, I'm not talking about your taxes, and I'm not talking about, you know, what you're doing in your bedroom, this is sports talk, and even though I might believe this at some time, I have no problem saying I'm wrong, and Anthony doesn't either, and I hope that, I, I've hoped that people have found that refreshing. And uh, I, I'm here to kind of to, to have some some fun with you. And I think a lot of people have gotten that over, not everybody, but I think a lot of people have gotten that over the last few years.
0: I do think it can, believe it or not, especially when people care about a team so much and that team has not won, I think it can easily drift into not very fun. Yeah. And 1 in 31, it's hard to make that fun mm-hmm. for anybody. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I do think we can be, we meaning media in general, can be so critical about, oh, what a terrible trade. Oh, this guy played terrible. That you can lose sight sometimes of the fact that it all it's all come from a place of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And... You know, sometimes it's not, people don't go to a movie and say like, well, how was the movie? Well, it was like, well, that actor, mm-hmm. the third actor on the screen, he screwed that up. And did you see what the director did in the, in the 15th minute? Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, we do that
1: sometimes. It's like, well, did you like the movie? Did you I, have fun at the game? That's I, You've got to make it fun. That's why I tell you, if they win against Denver... Because they, and, and, and I have to think times where, I don't play for them, but I gotta say what I would say if I played for them if I coached them. I don't coach them, I don't play for them, I have no bearing in what they'll do on Sunday. But if, if they win on Sunday, and I know it's Brandon Allen and all that stuff, damn it, I'm gonna come in on Monday, I'm gonna go, this is your opportunity now. Where you've reset yourself a bit, you're three and five, and you can either go on and do some great things, or you're gonna go to the turds. And you gotta get yourself figured out, but I'm gonna whoop it up and try to get it going, because this is their chance. And I feel a lot of fans, hopefully, will do the same thing. I can't just sit there if they win a game, which I think we're learning that wins are just such a precious thing. We have to try to enjoy every single one, unless we're the Patriots. And we found out we're not the Patriots. <laughs> so, so like when it, when it came down, I'll take it back to the Jets game. We beat the Jets. The Browns beat the Jets. See, I, I fell into it as well. That's what I love about it because I, I don't have – that's why I will never call myself a journalist because I slip into Wii and I don't care if anybody has a problem with that. So they beat the Jets, and they sloppily beat the Jets. And the next day, it's just not good enough for people. And it just felt, I go, man, this is just, this isn't fun. I don't know why this isn't. And I got mad. I got mad at callers. I got mad at, at people tweeting. I got mad at, at what they were saying because I know they wanted to, They they thought this was going to be Ohio State football. right? And it's not. And there is one little thing to being two and five, is that, and I hope the players have got this now, but there is something that will make you humble as a fan base. And so if you win this, I'm not gonna go in there as if, well, you know, they just, you know, the the Broncos are bad and you really should beat them and you did this, this, and this wrong. It's going, no, you have to take this as an opportunity to get better in the future because you're gonna face a good coach next week, a really good coach. And a team that does have some real talent that is trying to win. So you have to use this as an example and try to have some fun with this damn thing. Because that's what the whole sport's is supposed to be about. And last year we were unlocking fridges for winning one game against the Jets the same week of the season. We're unlocking fridges and going nuts. And now all of a sudden it's just not good enough and we're ripping PC parts away. I, think, I hope we've learned just how precious... Wins are because I think the team tried to skip a step, and I think fans tried to as well, myself included. Me too. Where it wasn't, it just it wasn't good enough, and it's like, no, you're going to have to struggle a bit before you actually get going in the right direction. I and I hope that they have the backbone to do that as well. Talking about the players because they need it. This week's going to be a critical week for them. Critical I, week. I I do think. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for sniffling. I, I the air and everything it's getting me, and I hope that I'll just take is, it out. I'll get my editor. No. Can the editor <laughs> take out the? <laughs>
0: I always joke it because uh, I'm the editor. No, yeah, um, leave it in. It's- I've done worse. There has been worse done on this podcast, believe that, than sniffling. Oh my God, the the idea of how do? You, what, did you have a record prediction for them this year? I did said you,
1: nine and seven in the playoffs. Okay, I said nine I said, and seven. I said twelve and four. Yeah, you I wanted to ask you about this. Oh, I remember asking you about that on my show.
0: So I said twelve and four for the Browns and nine and three for Ohio State, which yeah. is. a cr-
1: I said 9-3. and three.
0: I thought, like, they lose a couple close games to some good teams. Really? You have a first-year coach and a first-year quarterback. Nobody wins all the time. Ah, you Sometimes yeah, you have, yeah, like, yeah. good losses. You know, yeah. I, I wrote a whole column about get ready for some good losses. Because the only time Ohio State ever loses, they get blown out and people go nuts. Sometimes you play well and lose. That never happens to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been doing this for 15 years with Ohio State. I can count on one hand the times where they've played well and lost, where you say, well, you know what? The other team just had more talent. Stuff happens. Like, They've lost sometimes, but mm-hmm. everyone's always mad when they lose. I can't think so about, it's yeah. very—I'm it people mm-hmm. want to write a story about that now. But what do you do? I haven't been having a hard time with it. And you're out there, yeah. But I've been thinking about the idea of I'm never—I'm never, I'm never going to make predictions anymore but because I don't really know. What do I know? I mean, I try to know. Yeah. It's what I do for my job, but I feel like. I write interesting stories, I ask oh, good God, questions, I have interesting analysis, oh. and people just say you're the idiot who said Ohio State was going to be 9 and 3 and um, the Browns are going to be 12 and 4. So what do I do when I'm so wrong, Ken?
1: What do the, we do? That's the difference cuz you're a journalist, okay? So you're supposed to you are supposed to the only thing you're supposed to hope for is a good game and a good story and all that other stuff. That's, you know, that's the big J thing of you. Yeah. I don't and I'll tell you something there is nothing better when I'm right and they've done well. Like when I'm telling you right now I won, well, I made a prediction the year they won the when they won the finals, the NBA finals. They I'd said they'd be they'd win 57 games and they'd win in 7 games against Golden State. Did you have that and as sure your at, for a look while? Look at my Twitter, that's <laughs> what it is and damn it that might be on my headstone someday. There is nothing better. Nothing better at all that you were right about something good happening. And there's nothing worse than being right when something bad happens.
0: But what about That's being wrong? Word. Isn't being wrong no, worse? No, being
1: wrong, being wrong, being if 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 you are, and in, in, again, you have to invite them in. Because if I sit there and I, de- I deny being wrong, I, I can deny being wrong because I think it's gonna work out in the end. These things that it's a sliding scale. But if I know I'm wrong and I sit there and I try to find different things of it, if I'm having fun, that's one thing about it. But if I'm just never gonna even look at when I'm wrong or anything like that, that's just that that takes away the fun, you know. There's you have to be able to admit that you're wrong. I'm fine with admitting that I'm wrong. I'm more than fine. I don't like doing it, obviously. I don't want to be wrong, but I have no problem being wrong. The thing I hate is when I'm right and things turned out bad. I thought, man, you're gonna have to play methodical football against New England, and they're not they're not gonna blitz you like crazy. Though know, I think they had a handful of sacks. Uh, I said, they're not going to blitz you like crazy. You're going to have to play methodical football. You're going to have to execute against them. And you're going to have to eliminate penalties. And sure as hell, you played right into their hand. And you didn't do any of those things that I thought you are going to have to be able to do to win or to leave and stay close. And I hated, 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 hated being right about that. Now, if I was in another city, maybe I'd be happy about it. But because it has a direct effect on me and a direct effect on my happiness, because I want the teams to win and it has a direct effect on my on on our listeners happiness because i want i want fans to be happy it's a better atmosphere the biggest lie that has ever been told in in Cleveland radio is that that we're happy when they lose it's the biggest lie ever okay you want some stories you want some drama you want some adversity that is true but it's not fun when they lose when they cuz i i thought they'd be really good this year i thought they'd struggle at the beginning i didn't think they'd struggle like this Okay. But when they lose because I'm more glass half full with them and I've been that way, I feel personally responsible. Like there's a personal responsibility to it. Because there's been people across the table from me or people around me going, Ken, this is this is not gonna go this is not gonna go well. This is not gonna go well and then I start thinking of the things I've said in the past. Like if, if Baker ends up not being a good quarterback, I, I mean this I felt that this was fate. This was yeah. fate. And if that doesn't go that way, it's like, oh my god, what am I gonna say if, if this one goes bad? So y- you should—I'm—I'm I'm emotionally involved in it, but I want to be right, but I want things to go well when I'm right.
0: And I do think it's hard. Um, you know, I didn't—I wasn't sure about Freddie at the start, right? When I, I initially they hire Freddie, they hire Freddie, and I said, well, you know, it's either. A happy accident. He was the guy down the hall, mm-hmm. or it's a reach. Yeah. You know, it's only it's only one of the two. I don't know that this was this wasn't some great master plan because he only a, he was an assistant here for one year. He wasn't even a coordinator. Yeah. He got shoved in the coordinator role by accident. But then you know, I went and I did this series on Freddie, and I got to see his background and I got to get a view of like how I think he operates and what he thinks. And I thought, you know what? I think this might work. I think this guy might have it. And then so all of a sudden. Now it's like your your opinion gets wrapped up in what's happening because now I feel like if – like you said with Baker, I thought Baker was the right pick. I didn't want Josh Allen. I wanted, I wanted Baker or Sam Darnold. But if you're wrong, you feel like you led people astray. Yeah. Right? You feel like, man, oh, yeah. I'm sorry I got you hyped up about the wrong guy. But also at some point – Whoever it is, I think you have to give them a chance because at some point to be the guy every time there's a coach hired, every time there's a draft pick to say, well, that's not going to work. Well, that's not going to work. None of us know. Yeah. None of us know. You can't be blind and assume everything's going to work. Yeah. But I, I think it's, it's also not quite right to just be like the naysayer dude of like, well, they screwed this up again. So I don't know. It's like I, I think I lean toward giving people a chance, but then sometimes it feels like, man – if it, if it doesn't work out, now I've done you wrong. Well, it's, I and think, I'm sorry about
1: that. I think it's important at least if you're in the city. Now if if we were if like okay, if I'm on, if I weren't if I were from somewhere else and I was saying I could I could victory lap all I want, it doesn't matter. I think it's it's important to not victory lap when you're right about things not going well. Yeah, all right? Cuz I, I you know, I said I'm, I'll never forget one Friday morning, it's a Friday morning. And uh We said something about you know something about if something happens with Freddie, what did we say? We said something of the term. Oh, because the odds came out about Freddie getting fired. Oh right. And this is before the season, and it was like, well, if Freddie goes, say something happens, goes eight and eight, seven and nine, he's not getting fired. It just wouldn't be that great of a season. And line goes well six and ten, and then it just becomes. You guys are talking about Freddie getting fired. Hell, we haven't even started the season. How could you be so negative? What are you doing? I mean, getting cussed out, straight cussed out. And here we are, seven games into this thing, and people are calling me up. I can't, I don't even want to take calls sometimes. Yeah, Cause I know what they're going to say, and I don't want to hear it, and I don't think anybody else wants to hear it, and they want to vet, and I'm not going to sit there and go, well, I told you so, cause I don't want that to happen to the guy. I, and that's always something I'll stand by. I can't even. I'll never call for guys to get fired. I didn't do it with Acta. I didn't do it with Byron Scott. They're tough Hugh, jobs. Hugh. I didn't do it with Hugh. <laughs> I did not do it with him. And I think we, I did it. I
0: think I did it
1: with. Well, him. that's fine, but because that's one of the things. Like, hey, you know, we we didn't always. We don't see eye to eye. We don't get along. And I still would not. I. It's still a job where. People go well. You know, you got more money than God. Yeah, but you know what goes on your Wikipedia page when you're all said and done? You're going. You're known as a loser and it's an egotistical thing and it's a and it's a history thing it's a it's a it, there is vanity and there are those things there's there's hubris in there I hate to say it but it's true and so it's got to be more than just well you know I got i I got canned by this team but you know I got a great house on the lake yeah it's not about it's not about winning the lottery it's about actually winning and i i i it would kill me it would just kill me to get one of these jobs and to not be good at it and get And doing it even though plenty of them do now so i don't like calling for their jobs because if people were calling for my job i'd feel sick to my stomach yeah so i don't like doing that even even with guys i don't get along with i won't do it i I certainly and i like freddie and i won't do it with do it with them it's 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 a lesson i learned
0: early in my career i actually had a i actually wrote a thing as a very young baseball writer in philadelphia um when Terry Francona was a manager of the affiliates, I really? I wrote that he should be fired. Oh, wow. Kind of flippantly as a 26-year-old mm-hmm. baseball writer. Um, and I went into the, the clubhouse the next day, and I had, I had said something about, like, uh, in case you don't know it, Terry Francona wears number seven. You never see it because he wears a pullover over his uniform all the time. But you should probably know that number because he might not be wearing it much longer. He should be fired or whatever. So I walk in and then Francona's like, uh, Doug, I'm going to put my pullover on now. Is it okay with you if I wear this now? And it's the idea of if you're serving the fans, I, I, I do think you can do it at times, cause you're, but you've got to do it the right way. And yeah. so from then on, I mean, I have never done that without, like, trying to tell the guy, like, listen, I don't think you're getting it done. Uh-huh. You can't have somebody read it. You have to tell them yeah. to their face and oh, say, the, I the, don't think you're yeah, getting it done. Yeah. If you want to defend yourself, I'm here for
1: it. I'll put it in the thing. Well, I've seen but you I think do it's time it. for a change. It's I've actually change. seen you do it personally, which is pretty entertaining. Um, I, I will get people, well, you won't say this about so-and-so because you're in the building. Yeah. Yeah, I got to see that guy. And if I don't believe it, I'm not going to say it. And if I got, because I, I, there will be a con, there have been confrontations in the past where I have said things on air and it's either been at night, back when I was doing nights, and it's been in the morning and they have heard and it's where, are you willing to say it to somebody's face? Yes. So if, that's, and that's, that's true over at the field, house and That's true over at Progressive Field. I've been asked to sit down with people before and have a conversation and hear people out on that. And I cuz it's like listen, if I'm if I'm just ripping people left and right and I'm not talking to them at some point you're eventually going to find out that I'm a coward. Yeah. So I'd rather say something that I I feel I can back up and do it respectfully instead of just saying Hey I know that you've worked your entire life for this job and I know that you have a family and kids and they all pay attention to the radio too but I've been saying you should be fired from this job for a long period of time i i have a I, I'm just sorry I have a problem doing that and I can't do it i won't and again I, it's not just the browns it's everything else I wouldn't say any of these guys need fired I won't say college guys need fired I won't say Tom Tom martin in his first year and he's a local guy and I'm not gonna say that Tom Marth needs fired in his first year at Akron i don't I don't think any of those guys should be fired i i I will say if I don't think they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Like Right now, Freddie ain't doing the best job. But I, th- that'll never, ever, ever happen. I just, as f- uh, I, God, I hope I don't have to walk these comments back, but I, I don't believe it'll ever happen. I think I've been tested before by people personally to say it, by they themselves. And I've never, I never have and I never will, never have and I never will. How often do you hear from teams about things that you say on the air?
0: that they disagree with?
1: Um, you would think because things have been so bad here, I've never here. Um, I've had a couple colleges, I've had a couple, of, it's just, and it's it's always like, hey, can we talk about this? Yeah. For a thing like that, it's never, and I'll say that no one's ever yelled at me, and if they tried to on something like that, you can go, you can call my boss, and I'm not going to sit there and take that. Uh, there will, because I'll, I'll and I always hear another side, because I know that my my voice, my opinion is not the authority, because I don't know the other side. I can just share my opinion, so I'm always open to that. And I and I think that hey, it's probably best you do share your side with me before I go shooting my mouth off over here, because I do want to be fair. I do want to be fair to people, and so it's been a rare occasion. And and there have been times where I've. I've gone on here and and I, I God I ripped them like crazy for not playing Johnny, when they had Brian Hoyer and they went back to Brian Hoyer and then they lost to Oakland, and I just ripped them up one side and down the other and I remember my eyes all covered up because I was having eye problems at the time and I'm just screaming and yelling at the top of my lungs, and they never said anything. You know it's like that's your opinion, okay? You know it's they they'll certainly hear but. You know what you got? I think that that's a great way of checks and balances because there's always way more people listening than you know. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I you always have to remember that so you, you don't go saying things that you have to you have to regret. So I think that's always been easier. To do.
0: And you learn that. I, I, I mean, I'm a lot older than you, but you've been in this business a long time as well. I mean, like you, you learn that over time. I think it can be easy as a young journalist um, to just throw stuff out there and not think of the idea that like the people that you are saying or write, this or writing this about mm-hmm. are going to see this and are you willing to answer to them? Like You mm. have to be willing you know that, that you have to sort of have that in your head you can't and I think it happens sometimes too much still where it's like people well it bothers me it bothers me in this city and it happens sometimes and it happens in every place when people will write or tweet something mm-hmm. and then be in that room, be in that room here in Berea or be there after a game and then not ask the thing that they just wrote, or not ask the thing that they just tweeted, mm-hmm. and you just said that somebody's terrible at their job, or you questioned
1: whether somebody yeah. should be fired, and then you will not say it to their face. Yeah, and it's 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 also difficult. Where and I'm a human just like anybody else, and I'm very emotional, probably overly emotional. Um, and it's it it's been a detriment. It's also been a help. Like, uh, I, I will hold back on strong commentary about certain players because of how nice they've been. Like, Billy Wynn was a really nice guy to me. And one time, for a Thursday game, we had to help Billy Wynn up the steps before the Thursday game, after a Sunday, this is a Monday, had to help him up the steps just to do the interview. And then he went out and he played on Thursday. And the Thursday night game down in Cincinnati. Well, if somebody calls in and talks about Billy Wynn jumping off sides, which they did, I'm not gonna be too mean about Billy Wynn. And I've told people about this on air. I say, well, I'm a huge Miles Garrett fan. I am, I, I think he's, I adore him. He's a great person, and I think he's a great player, and I think people lay a bunch of crap at his feet that is not his fault just because his name's not Aaron Donald for whatever reason. Because if the Browns were 5-2 and two and he had 10 sacks, I think people would be going nuts. Yep. 10 sacks in seven games is a lot. But since they're 2-5 and, and he's the number one overall pick during one of those terrible seasons, well, he's not doing enough. And I think, man, he's doing everything he possibly can. And there's also a thing where he's been very, very nice to me, and I brought my son out to camp, and he was very, 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 very nice to my son, and he never had to do any of that. Other guys have not been nice. But he was extremely nice, and he's an extremely talented player. And that does make it hard for me to – I'll tell the truth. If I I think Miles hasn't had a good game, I'll say he hasn't had a good game, but I'll stop there. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, he's not earning his money. Or, yeah. you know i'm not going to do any of that that type of thing and there's been guys in the past you know kenny britt was an ass and i had no problem ripping kenny britt up and down and kenny britt was an ass to some of my coworkers and there were other guys who were uh, a little bit difficult to be around in uh, and, and not certainly not just here in other places and i had no and if anybody listens for a long time you know i've been a little bit heated towards some people and i'm sure that they can read between the lines on some of those on some of those subjects what do you want to do as
0: far as what in your life, what 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 do you see for yourself? Are you going to have four jobs forever? What know. do you want to do? Do you like?
1: I like being involved. Do you I don't like, like
0: not being involved? This is the thing I think is always interesting. Is and the, the businesses are changing so much. There's a time most people you start off local, then maybe you get a chance to go national, mm-hmm. right? Um, Sometimes, though, like the local jobs are more secure than the national jobs, Mm because if you go national sometimes and somebody doesn't like what you're doing and you're out the door or Mm -hmm. the big national company decides to go and change the direction, local sports coverage is as secure of a job in journalism or talk radio or TV or whatever, I think, as there is in the business, Mm -hmm. because... Local sports is what people care about the most, and you have to be there and you have to be invested, and there are certain outlets that can do it. Yeah. A guy like you who is as talented as you are, oh, hell. what do you want to do? Do you want to be the voice of Cleveland for your whole life? Do you want to be Colin Cowherd? What do you want to do?
1: I don't think I have that type of face.
0: Um. <laughs> he kind of said that soft. He said, I don't have the type of face. I'm um, sorry.
1: I you're very lovable. You're very lovable. Well, yeah, but well, thank you. Um I've thought about this a lot and I've been talked to about this type of thing a lot. Uh I I think that I, I I think that this is a a wonderful place and I think I would like to be here for you know, if if I if I got to do this 30 years here. And I was actually still good at it in 30, which anybody who if I if I'm here for 30, 30 more years, that means I'll be here 40 years. And there's going to be people who are going to go, man, he he sucked 20 years ago. And I can't <laughs> believe he's still doing it 20 years later. because I just get tired of hearing your voice after a while. I understand that. But um, I think that to what you basically said encapsulated. I think that this is where this is where it's still the most successful place. I think I would have to have one tremendous offer to ever leave. But I also know that this is a this is a place where people will bear with you if uh things don't always go or they don't always agree like I said before. And I think that they they always do a great job of of just being with you and in you becoming part of the fabric. And I think that it's a special market where sports is great here and I don't think that that can be discounted. And if and if you leave it it's not guaranteed that their your place is just going to be warm. Another person's going to come in and they're going to have a job and and they're going to have people who listen to them. There's going they're going to have people who are fans of them. And I'm just going to come back and and take take a spot back because I went somewhere else and I failed. I don't think that's good. I don't think that's a good thing. So uh, that would have to be something that would be seriously considered in the future and i don't i just don't think that that's my thing i got i have a community here now uh i I like going to certain places it, it, here i I like knowing some of the people that I've got to know over time i like seeing people you know it's it's a uh it's a big small community and with sports it makes it that much better and i just don't i just don't see myself uh, Really going anywhere else, and that's and you can say well that's lip service or whatever just because we're on a podcast. I really don't. Um, You know, I got especially I got kids now. Yep, that changes everything. Yeah, that does, and it was it was tough. To, it was tough to move from the west side to the east side. And it, it, street. I don't know if you consider Streetsboro the east side. It might be southeast <laughs> side. You know, it's Portage County, but it's right there in that upper corner. Yeah, and so. It was hard to do that, and the only reason I the re the only reason I love North Ridgeville, the only reason I did that was because they we're closer to Liz's family, and her parents. You know, they, they my my dad comes up a lot, but they they watch the boys a lot, and so we did want to be closer. And I'm thinking, well, if we're gonna move, we can move now because he's in preschool now. Yeah. So, but that even that was a tough decision because I felt. I got to go to the high school football games in North Ridgeville, and I got to talk to the teachers, and I, I liked to go to the drive-thru that was up the road. They, it's, it's a shame they had a fire. Um, I liked to go to the drive-thru up the road. I liked my neighbors. I had retired neighbors who kept an eye. And sometimes, yeah, like, you don't want them watching you too close over there, but they always kept an eye on everything. Yep. And I had a neighbor who was a, a neighbor who was a Vietnam vet, so I knew that there, nothing crazy was ever going to happen <laughs> in the call de sac It was tough to leave. And so now we're we're I'm I'm in a smaller town and, and they're nice people, and I don't think I want to leave an area with so many nice people to go where? Because if I go somewhere else, and honestly, it's such a good sports town. Where else would I go? Well, the where, thing the, I'm not gonna go to Pittsburgh. I'm not gonna go to Cincinnati. I wouldn't do that. I would do something else here. If, I, if if honestly, if that's what it came down to, because what would you do if if say they do, say they go, we'll we'll offer you W, you come to Pittsburgh. Am I really going to do that? Because you know what? It it can't all be about that. Because if I just end up with people in Pittsburgh, they're going to know what I've said about them in Cleveland. Right. And it's the same thing what I just said about coaches. Someday I'm going to die, and the only thing that I have left are the memories of what I say here and whether or not I was a decent guy or whether or not I was a piece of crap. And hopefully they'll remember for the first thing. There will be some people who always think you're a piece (laughs) of crap at the end, but uh, hopefully they'll remember the first thing. At least I said what I what I thought, I respected people. That's the only thing you really have left. So I think that that's a very important thing that you have to think about.
0: I'll let you go with this one because I think we could sit here and talk for five hours. I I don't, good time. If want I don't to. We got time. What was it like when you felt like you made it? When you 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 were at smaller stations, then you had an overnight show, right? Then you get morning drive. Oh, you're going to hate, the... hate this
1: answer. You're going to hate this answer. You're going to hate the answer. You're going to say, you, I don't oh, feel like I've made it yeah, yet? Exactly. Oh, okay. if, I, if I think that... <laughs> God, were you an Doug, athlete? Doug, Doug, an athlete? Doug, Doug. If I think that, I swear to God, because I, 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 think about it, and and it, I'm telling you, if I think like that, I'm going to lose them. I'm talking to people who feel that they haven't made it. I've made. And it. I got to I gotta say, I've, I've made it. Hell, almost sitting another pretty word, baby. I almost Woo! said another word. If I sit there and I act like I'm, obviously, I'm in a better situation than where I was ten years ago. And I'm in a much better situation than where I got. Hey, I got laid off from another job three weeks before we got we got married. Before Lizzie and I got married, I worked for, I worked four jobs all part time before we got married. So yeah, there, I'm in a much better situation now than I was ten years ago. We've been married eight years, but where I was ten years ago, where I was not even right before we got married. Well, the reason I'm in a much better situation ain't because of me. It's because the people liked what I was doing. And if I sit there and I go, Well, I've made it and I really don't have to concern myself with your opinion, well, I'm going to find myself out of my ass pretty soon. So I can't do anything like that. And I can't say anything like that. And I can't act like that. And I don't. And I, I really, really hope there's, there's always going to be times where I'm just going to look at that and go, That guy's an idiot and hang up. And then I'll feel ter- about it, terrible about it later. And I really think I should feel terrible about it later. I really do. Because if, I always, if, if, I, if, if I'm always like that, then I don't think I'll lose my soul and I don't think I'll lose my heart and I don't ever want to do that. There's plenty of things, though, that I have to, I have to balance in life. Because I, I, I have... Dick Shap talked about... Be, he, he collected friends. He collected people. And I, I really like people. I really like being around people. And I, what I do is a, is a people business... It's a people occupation. But I also have my family now and I have my little boys and I and I have to balance because my dad was a really good dad, but my dad disliked his job for a long uh, time. Oh yeah. So, yep. so it's it's very easy to throw yourself into your children when you really don't like your job. Well, I really like my job. And I have to I have to find a balance over these next 15 years of making sure that they understand they understand that I love them and I love my job and I have to be able to find a way to balance because I, you know, I said they understand. I really have to understand what's important to them, not important to me, what's not about me, but what's about them. There's a lot of learning that I still have to do here over a very long period of time before it, before it's all over. And boy, if I feel like I've made it now at, at 33, I hate to see where I'm going to be at 53. That's going to be a scary thing. That'll I will be an ugly thing. Say,
0: I will say, as a, as a father of older children, uh, my girls are almost 16 and 12. Um, there, I think it is fair, and it's hard to do sometimes because, like, when you're young and you're still young, you just work, you just work, you just think, well, "I'm going to watch." I'm going to watch the extra game. I'm going to read the extra thing. I'm going to be that much extra prepared. I'm going to make sure I'm going to everything. And there does reach a point, and I I think readers and listeners understand it. It's like there will be a point for you where if right now in your prep to make sure that you are the smartest, most prepared, most Mm -hmm. uh, interesting talk show host in America, you go the extra step. I know you do. I know there are times when you think, well, should I do this or not? Mm -hmm. And I know you do it. And it's going to be okay at some point where it's going to be, well, should I do this or not? And then you're going to say, well, you know what? I'm going to help my kid with his homework. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go Not do when this it comes to Common food. Core. I don't know
1: how to do anything. It
0: <laughs> but it'll be okay because you'll still be, by then, hopefully by then, you get to a point where you, you know how to do it. Yeah. But you can't let yourself, you can't, it's hard when you care about your job. Mm -hmm. And and this listeners know this. When you care about your job, then it's hard because you feel like am I putting my job over my family? Mm -hmm. But you feel oh my god, you let my work slack, Mm -hmm. and especially in a job like you have your name's on a show, Mm -hmm. you're gonna let your show slide. Well, yeah, but you'll find the balance. But it's okay to let your family say okay. I'm gonna be five percent less prepared for my show today, but you know what? I'm still gonna kick butt. Because I'm really d- good at this, you have to yeah, let yourself well, do that.
1: Plus, I have to make Lima work a little bit harder sometimes. Yes, it's no, fair. I, it's it's, I I'll have to adjust to it over time because it's like my dad is a really good, my, he, and, I'll, and I'm an only child, so it's a little easier. you know, I, I have three, so it's going to be dif- more difficult over time. I know that, and he's t- he's told me that, but like I have, I have a good yin and yang about. I, I assume how to do it, but I also know that I'm not going to be perfect. Like my my grandfather on my, well, I can't tell you which side. I have a grandfather who was a great guy, and he worked in a factory, and then he worked he worked in it he worked in the foundry, and then he worked for a school district as a janitor just because he wouldn't get laid off. Okay, and he was a great guy. And he was great to my dad and he was great to all his sons and he was great to everybody. And when he died, I absolutely loved him. And I have another grandfather who I'm ashamed of, who I couldn't stand when he was alive. And to be honest with you and on your podcast, I was happy when he was dead. And I've always had that balance because it's both paternal and maternal and there's blood in there of there's, as much as there's a good thing in there, there's also bad in there somewhere. And so you have to, I, I, again, we talk, I'm telling you about a balance, but it's always like, all right, well, you know, my dad worked as hard as he could to put me in a better situation. Am I gonna, what am I going to do to put them in a better situation? And also, what am I going to have to do? Because I get to do a lot of cool things. I want to work my ass off to do a lot of those cool things. Am I gonna put them in a position where they don't have to work their ass off? Part of me is like, well, I've worked really hard, so I can put them in a position, but also it's part of me where, oh, they have to earn it because if they go out there and ruin it, it's my name. Yeah. Okay? And it's and, and it's the same thing with Anthony, it's the same thing with with Kenny and Owen, where if I go out there and I and I do something terrible and I break the law or I make a terrible mistake, well, it's they're affected too. And and in Lima would be the same way, and Kenny and Owen would be the same way. So there's a lot that that. I just always have to try to be cognizant of anytime you make any sort of, any sort of move. So that's still part of that answer. Where, oh man, if you think you made it, you're you're really, you're setting yourself up for a real big fall, a real big fall. Especially in this, this is very competitive. As much as it's 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 a, it yeah. turns into something stable once you build it. As soon as you think it's stable, they'll take it right out from under you, and that's it. And then what what am I going to do after that? You know, I don't have a backup. I worked at a factory before this. Yeah. So I made stone. So, yeah, I can't do that. All right,
0: so so, you haven't made it, but how did you feel when you got a morning drive-time show? What Do you remember that moment when they said,
1: here you go? I did not celebrate. You did not celebrate? No.
0: You just got up and picked up your lunch pail and said, i got to be in at work at yeah. 5 a.m. for I'm, my 6 a.m. I'm, show? I'm
1: terrified to celebrate those type of things. Man, I'm going to take you out and celebrate your show. No, no. I can't. I'm I'm terror. I'm terrified. I'll have a good time with other people. Like we've been out to dinner with our producers and things like that and and my bosses and and, and, and sponsors and, and all those people and, and we do listener events and we have fan bowl and I love 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 fan bowl because it's I swear to God it's not like a thing for the station or anything. It is a thing for the station, but it's just an easy hang and everybody's trying to have a good time and it's not like you know it's after football season, and we're not going crazy or anything like that and it's just it's just a really good time where you can just have a good time with people and those are the things I celebrate. I can't sit there. it's an everyday thing it every single day they're just wondering what's next, like we've done some great things, and it's like the second the show's done. all right, what are you gonna do tomorrow it's it's not an off season there's nothing where it it culminates, and I'll see you in three months. None of that's there and i'm i it is a it is almost neurotic. I'm terrified to celebrate any of that stuff. It's always what's next. It's always gonna be what's next. It's, it's how it's gotta be. Ken Carmen, we appreciate your time. We're done already.
0: I mean I I get mean I I don't know. It's just the two old guys sitting around talking about their jobs. I don't know. I mean I, I think it's interesting. I like the behind the baseball thing. I would come in and just like watch you like uh prepare for a show. Yeah. Like it's a six a.m. show. You, you get to the station at when five
1: thirty? Five. No, I usually get there about four forty-five or five. Four forty-five. Yeah, but I work on I work on it the night before. I work on it the night before. You can't just go hours. on.
0: Have you ever? Have you ever shown up and been like, "Gosh, I gotta try. And, I'm gonna wing it today." No,
1: no. There's always something in there. There's always because so- you're never not doing. So. You you have a conversation. What were we talking about the other day? My friend. Uh. Had a uh, her husband's coworker she had to go to a calling hours. And it's me, it's Guy Cookie Pie, we call helper, it's her, it's a guy named Brian, and it's another like three other people talking. And I said, like you go to a calling hours. I've been to a calling hours before, and you don't know what to say to him yeah. up there because there's the person you're there to support for the calling hours. But then you always have these other people in the family. Well, they don't know you, and then they'll go, "Thanks for coming." And I have apps accidentally at times going, "Hey, thanks for app. <laughs> what are we doing?" And Lima, Lima goes, "I don't know what to say to these people. How do you go through it?" And it's like, "Well, that's that's something that we got to bring up someday." Like one day there was there was dog fights in a park, and Lima has an opinion on that. Well, because we'll, I'll keep the news on. I shouldn't give everything away like this, but I'll keep the news on or something like that during the show because I don't want sports on. During the show. I get enough sports from the internet, I get enough sports on from the listeners and from the callers. I don't need sports because I want to find other things that I want to get in there. That if if I miss like if I come in there and it's and there's eight inches of snow and kids are getting called off of school, and I'm not talking about kids being called off of school at some point in there, I have failed. Because it can't just all be sports. It can't all it it has to be a lot of sports. But I have to tell people that hey man, 71 is a mess and you might want to give yourself a little bit of extra time this morning. Or like, kid, God, the one day he brought up stay-at-home moms and he said stay-at-home moms want more sleep because they wanted to move back school. Holy jeez. Oh, oh. And I disagreed with him and there were I was shocked, Doug. One, that he said it. Two, <laughs> that that many people agreed. I had women calling in going, you should see these stay-at-home moms. They decide everything. And we're going, oh my God. God, And this this, I, this one nice lady, she calls up and she goes, Ken, your wife's a stay-at-home mom? And I go, yeah. And she goes, oh, you better watch out. She, I said, why? She goes, the other moms. I, she goes, is she ever? I go, Liz hasn't made up her mind. She goes, the other moms are going to hate her guts. And there were people going, this lady's right. This lady's right. Kid's standing up. I mean, he's, he's champions posing the whole time. I'm going, this is ridiculous. And this is the middle of a bronze season that isn't going that well. Yeah. So if you miss those things... That's why it's like I can't just sit there and go, okay. From six to seven today, we're going to talk. I'm going to think about things of the show. It's it's all everything is an experience. Everything has to be an experience that could possibly be brought on air, which sucks because every now and then you let some things on air that some people don't really want on air. But yeah, you learn. Ken Carmen, thank you. Big fan
0: of the work. Thank, thank, you. thank you for your time. We appreciate yeah. you joining us here on Takes by the Lake. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. You know what I'm hoping happens here? What? My numbers have not been great. <laughs> You are, you are here. I'm. Li- I'm not lying. This podcast lying. has not been doing very well lately. It was doing well last year, and then I didn't do it for like the off season. You got it. Do hasn't. It. But I do. The- I have two podcasts. The <laughs> other one I do 52 weeks a year. This one I let go, and hey. it came back. I can't. Well, I can't do. I can't do two different podcasts and write stories all year. The Ohio State one is every is two no. hours a week, 52 weeks a year. Wow. It's two hours every Wednesday. This one. I stopped like in February, and then I started it back up in August, and nobody's listening anymore. Okay, you are here. You're here to save this podcast, so I'm hoping okay. the power of the Ken Carmen name and you voice should
1: have asked me persona. way more nasty, personal? crazy, personal questions. I'm not saying I'd ask answer them, but yeah. uh, you should ask me. Way you radio different. guys, you yeah. got you got stories. I got plenty of them.
0: All right, we'll do a part two.
1: Um, oh hell, this is how I get <laughs> roped into the donkey. Head.
0: Ken, we appreciate your time. Thank uh, you. Good luck with everything. Yeah. And uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for letting me come on and talk about myself for an hour. That's my favorite subject. Isn't it great? I mean, it's like, you see, <laughs> why would anyone?
0: I mean, when you're in a job like ours, yeah. There's, if you didn't like talking about yourself,
1: oh, you wouldn't be a, doing yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Ken Carmen, you're the best. You're better. Thank you, friend.